Let's kick it in the downbeat, shall we? Everybody, Mr. Mike here. You're listening to the Juju 2 Cast Audio Cast, episode 451, as this podcast is going to be named Home Sweet Home. Now let's kick it in the downbeat and get with the show. Welcome everybody to the Juju 2 Cast Audio Cast here on the great juju2guest.com if i'm not too loud and blowing out your speakers welcome to another lovely episode folks sorry for the last uh two weeks now i have to apologize again for my uh tardiness let me (laughs) ruffle some papers here yeah it's all my fault folks i have been neglecting and slacking at delivering you guys the podcast out on time it is all my fault. I'm the only one to blame here. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, pretty busy. You know, weather's very nice out, especially today as I'm recording live here on Sunday in my beautiful home studio here with the window open. Yeah, it's actually a little chilly because I got it really nice and cool in here. Don't even when it's like 80 plus degrees, it's beautiful, which I love. And it's, I'm, I think we're getting another 80 degrees weather here. Uh, but I've been, you know, outside working around the house, working on stuff, mostly maintaining the grounds, uh, meaning my lawn and stuff like that. And um, right now I'm doing all their stuff like I plan on um, getting a lot of stuff done. So and then between work and home and stuff and I was so tired again on Monday, I totally forgot. I was sitting there. I'm like. At the end of the day, you would think I would f- f- remind myself, like, hey, it's Monday. Hey, it's podcast release day. And now I, I do these. I have to put them up personally. It's not like I got a system where, well, these automatically go up and get published. No, because the place of, where I publish them, once I put them up there to be published, they're up there. So I have to make sure that uh, I have the podcast, you know, put them up myself and then they they go up now using the software on my site sure those could go up at the time that they need to go up but and they could be scheduled but unfortunately the place where i store the podcast because once they're live they're live you know there's no time delay on when you can put them live not like when i put up youtube videos or something like that they go up they're live right then and there so mm. It's a it's a thing. It's a, it's a, it's not a big deal because you know what? 
It's not like I pay for any of it because it's all it's all free, free for my awesome hobby here of podcasting. But uh, uh, when you're listening to this, hopefully you're listening to this on a Monday. I was thinking of putting these out on Sunday, but then I'm like, well, do, do, am I even going to have them recorded by Sunday? Da, 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 da. As you can tell, no. And um, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. I'll, I'll keep putting them out Monday. I just got to be more diligent and getting them up after I get out of work. Just come home, post them up, make sure they go up to you. Nice, fine folks. Uh, yeah, we, we've been having a lot of long podcasts as well. You know, the truth likes to talk a lot, just like me, but he likes to talk a really lot. And he's been doing a lot of hardcore ranting, and I've been joining in. He wants to do another one where he's ranting about what we what just happened which we'll talk more about on maybe in the next podcast. I'll I'll see. I'll, I'll wait and see. Uh, but he wants to talk about the people being shot up at our local, our local local ish tops here in Buffalo, uh, which is of course all over. You know, it's all over the news, all over the country, probably elsewhere in the world. If they will watch what happens in here in America, um, yes, it's one of those big tragedies. I'm just going to say here and now, yes, it's one of those big tragedies. Yes, it shouldn't have happened. Yes, there's a lot of bad people out there. And no, this is not going to be the last time you hear about this stuff because this is America. And in America, everybody has guns and stuff. And they're not, a lot of people aren't checked out. A lot of people have um, issues, let's just say. A lot of issues. Um you know, mental stuff and all that. So this stuff is going to keep happening as long as people keep having guns and stuff. And note to all you gun fans out there, all your weapon and gun fans out there, I'm not touting get rid of all the guns and get rid of this. There's going to be much more proper way to, you know, to get, you know, there's going to be a better way. I, I know you, you you say it's our Fifth Amendment or whatever. I don't even know. I don't own a weapon. Well, actually, I do. I own I own sword uh, swords and knives and stuff. But I don't own guns because I just never think about needing a gun. I live here in Chictawaga. <laughs> even though people do shoot people in Chictawaga, it, it just... I don't need a gun. I got two guns right here on my fists. You know, I got my right and my left gun. Just had to hit somebody. I, I think they'll go down <laughs> one way or another. Uh, but, yeah, I, if you're out in the country, country areas and stuff here in New York or elsewhere, you're living in, you know, by places where you're in the more of a wilderness type where it's harder for like uh, law enforcement and people to come out there, you know, little shop in middle of nowhere type land. Sure, definitely, probably need you know a weapon or some sort of for home protection stuff like that to protect yourself. You live in one of those very dangerous areas, and you're driving through like a city or something that's very bad and dangerous, which they shouldn't be, but they are. Maybe you want a little pistol in underneath your glove compartment, you know, make sure that police know when they pull you over that you do have one just for protection that you know so they don't freak out and shoot you in the head they might still do that because you know i've been hearing a lot of bad things about police as well which you know they're human beings but eh, does everybody need a weapon no 
do ever does everybody have weapons? Most people do, and this is America. Now I'll notice in other regions where they don't allow guns and stuff like that. Notice they don't have shootings. They don't we don't hear about oh their schools got shot up by a fellow student. Oh, their grocery stores got shot up by some crazy white supremacist. Oh, their place got bombed or this or that. It's mostly an American thing. People say there are dangerous places out there in the world, but I have to say, America is probably the most dangerous country in the planet on the planet today. And it's not that it was the lack of trying, because we didn't try at all. It just happened, especially when the craziness started going up because of the COVID and lockdowns and cra- and your politicians that just don't seem to get it still till this day and they make absurd things, people are going crazier than ever. I I remember when I was younger, I did not hear much about this stuff. You know, I think Columbine was like that first big school shooting that I actually remember because it was Columbine. And, you know, I still remember that one until this day. But otherwise, I just don't... Mm. There's nothing I can really say because, like I said, if I ever moved out into the country area of western New York and have a bunch of land and I'm far away from, you know, like I said, anybody to help and stuff, yeah, maybe I'd get a gun or something, you know, something to protect myself. Do I need, like, 20 rifles and shotguns and silencers and stuff like that? No, probably not, but, you know, or if I was a hunter, maybe I'd need a gun to go and hunt deer and squirrel, rabbit, pheasant, whatever you you like to hunt. Yeah, okay, that's what you're doing with it, but why, you know, why are most places that have weapons sell them like crazy, like in these cities and towns? Maybe they shouldn't, but... Like I said, unless they're going to get rid of all weapons in America, which that'll never happen because of our amendments, which, I don't know, our government seems like they can do whatever they want, even if you, even if it isn't on a piece of paper in our history and stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't think that's this stuff is ever going to go away. I think it's going to continue. I think it's going to, you know, maybe get worse than better. I don't know. It depends because, you know, then the law enforcement crack down more and then people get crazier and then they, you know, go after more police and then this and that. And then, yeah. But I don't know. I I, 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 I just don't know. It's, it's the world that we live in, you know, on our part of the world. This is what happens. I think people should just deal with it. It's going to happen again and again and again and again. I don't think there's any good resolution to it unless if, like I said, if we amend them that amendment and say nobody can carry arms or anything, maybe they can carry a knife or a sword or something. Maybe Maybe a sword would be a good way because at least everybody can see it. If you got a sword and you're going to take it in to chop people's heads off in a grocery store or something or a movie theater, I think people could see a big old blade coming from the back, you know. <laughs> but uh, a gun and stuff, eh, yeah, I don't know. I, if we didn't have guns and stuff, and 
you know, like if there's a certain part of the country you can have guns, but you can't bring them into all the other states, maybe I can see that. Like certain states could have, you can borrow arms and certain states you can't because, you know, just geographically where you're living in, I can understand. Like I said, if you're a hunter and you're registered to be a hunter or something, yeah, go ahead. But I don't know. It's something that the truth wants to talk about more than me because, you know, he's always a conspiracy theorist as well. You know, old man truth, he talks about, oh, it's Biden's fault. He was texting me a million times yesterday and already this morning saying how much it's, we got to have a podcast, it's Biden's fault. And I'm like, dude, I just really don't care about this. I know it's, like I said, it's one of those tragedies, but it's not the only one. And as long as it doesn't shoot up my place of work and I don't have to clean it up, I'm all fine by that. I know it's a bad joke for a bad time, but you know what? There's nothing people can do about it. It's going to keep happening. Just like COVID, it's going to keep happening. So stop trying to bring back the masks. Stop trying to lock down. It's just something that is. And we got to all let it go. Got to deal. We got bigger problems, people. We got bigger problems to worry about financially, you know, products, goods, and services, you know, supply chain is in the fuck up, abysmal mess that it's been in for a long time, for years now. We got some bigger problems ahead, you know, how are most of you going to survive with no job, no money, no nothing, because everything gets shut down, closed down. We don't have no goods and services. Can most of you live out there in a world where, or at least in a part of a world where you don't have any of this fine stuff anymore? Technology, electricity, blah, blah, blah. That's something you got to really be worrying about, especially the stock market. That's been plummeted beyond a doubt and that we can thank our gracious leaders i cannot fully support that because obviously our freaking democratic democrats leaders (laughs) they really sunk this country into the ground with all that stuff and they're not even trying at the the bat at the very least to try to get us out they just want to spend more money they want to give more of our money away to other countries and our weapons to other countries and everything else and they're not even trying to fix the internal issues and then they're still saying oh we're the best we're trying to do our best it's everybody else's fault they like to do the blame game again and here's the thing people you voted for them you voted for biden You voted for all these other people that run your country, your states, your cities, towns. What did you think is going to happen? I'm just saying. That's why the stock market is down. That's why all our 401ks are down. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this in real time. You're not going to see nothing or hear anything. But I'm going to do this for myself because I haven't looked at it for a little while. I don't care. I am going to check my old 401k. Because I haven't started my new one for my new business yet. That's coming up. 
but I want to see how low it has gone from the last time. Now, it's been going down pretty, pretty, pretty big, pretty big. So I almost had like $30,000 and then I went all the way down to blah, blah, blah dollars. And what happened here? <laughs> Rate of return, negative 14.04%. It is, my balance is under $23,000 now and declining. Thank you, Joey B, for fucking me over on my retirement. This is why I am really hesitant on uh, putting money into a new retirement because the old one is just sinking and sinking and sinking so much. Huh. And then I got all these asset fees, asset fee, asset fee, asset fee, minus this, this, this. Huh. Yeah, I'm just looking at all this acid fee, acid fee. I don't know. Maybe I should put this money into the new 401k. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wanted to keep it split to see which one would make, you know, more money and stuff. But I, I'm, I'm worried about, I'm looking at everything. I'm just worried about where it's gone. And I, I should put this number down, but I could put it down later. Let me let me just take a picture of this on my phone for a second here. Sorry, folks. Oh, no, I don't want to record it. Darn it, phone. It's in video mode. <laughs> okay, there we go. Clickety-click, click, click. There we go. Clickety-click, click, click. Got to delete this one from my phone. There we go. All done. No, I'm all done. There we go. All done. Okay, phone. Uh, anywho, that's why I put money elsewhere in this, all, other savings, and that's why I have multiple savings accounts, and that's why I tell all you guys, don't just focus on one thing. Don't focus on one day retiring with uh you know, uh, Social Security, because that might not be a good choice. So don't think that your Social Security will be there at the end when you need it. Do not just focus on a 401k. Do not try to go into the stock market right now, because I'm telling you, with just 401k is a part of the stock market as well, because it uses the stock market to help you make money, because how else would a 401k do that? But don't try to get in the stocks yourself. Unless if you really don't mind doing a lot of research and you're willing to get a lot of losses. Unless if you're a genius and you can see into the future, which I wish I could. But mostly I, what I tell people to put money in, something that things that will actually get you back some money. Definitely put your money into you know a money market account, even if it d- gives you the least amount uh, back for you know interest and whatnot put your money in the money market account uh, um i'm not gonna say gold and stuff like that that's stupid you know fuck that um put your money into stuff that i don't know cds i think that's one of those things you know they say iras and stuff but nah that's another that's the other form of you know 401k but 
you know, put some money away in a money market account. Put some money away in your own house. You know, put a bit of money in your away every paycheck into your house. I'm sure most of you could do that. And if you can't, you you got to figure out a way to get to do better, to do better for yourself, even if it's like 10, 20 bucks a week. That's what I tell people. That's what I tell the truth all the time. But it seems like it doesn't get through to him because it's always like he doesn't have any money. Oh, I got to pay over a thousand dollars for my rent i gotta pay for my car payments i gotta do this he's always got an excuse and i'm like dude if you take at least twenty dollars out of your paycheck a week put it into a private safe put it in your closet put it in a safe somewhere you know buy a little box safe lock it up in your house you know put 20 away a week maybe get a like i said a money market savings account on top of your 401k Put have twenty dollars taken out of that. You know, me currently, right now, I usually put like fifty into mine a week. So that adds up. That adds up. And by the time you retire, you'll have some money. Might not be a lot of money, or it might be a lot of money. Depends on how much you put in there. You know, and everything. And I and sometimes I'll use that money. Like I stopped using my my money market account for paying for stuff. I only used it the one time to to put up my fence and deck porch and stuff, which that helped greatly because that cost me lots of money and that helped me. But now I'm just using this personal savings. But otherwise, I save money at home. I put it away in a safe somewhere hidden in the house, you know, locked up, locked down, stuff like that. That's what people got to start thinking about, not trusting the money savings accounts, you know, most of the IRAs and 401ks, not betting on Social Security, not betting on stock market, not betting on anything that has any governmental control with that. And yes, that would be a normal savings account as well. But with one of those, at least if, you know, the stock market goes belly up and there's another great you know, big depression or something and everything is just plummeted. At least you're supposed, uh, supposedly supposed to be guaranteed at least $250,000 in, uh, you know, backup liability up to. So, and I'm sure a lot of you aren't going to have up to $250,000 in a money market account. So your money should be safe this time around. But I don't know. If everything goes to shit, I don't think there will be money anywhere, but I don't know. That's why I keep money at home. But is money going to be around in the near future? Are we going to leave paper money behind and coins and all that? Is that going to be gone and go all the plastic eventually? Are we going to a plastic virtual future? I know we've been in it, but I don't know. It's just those questions of life. And I know this is... This is pushing way far beyond what I was originally talking about, about the whole shooting and stuff. But this is stuff that people got to think about. Where are you going to get your next, your money to fix something on your house, your car, need new clothes, need food? That's something that America and the world should be thinking about, but it seems like they're not getting the whole picture. I don't know. I, I I put money into my house. I you know if my house blows up one day, then I don't have a house, and hopefully my um, you know hopefully my insurance will pay for it. But who knows on that if the world goes to shit. Um, but you know 
I invest in my house, which apparently keeps going up in market value, which I'll be talking about in a little bit. And a lot of people complaining about stuff like that. But here's the thing. Inflation, 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 meaning your local governments and everybody wants more money. So, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to try to squeeze more money out of you and out of your property. I already got three of these fucking stupid school budget things. They got, they couldn't even just hand one. They threw three in my mailbox of the same thing. Really bullshit. And it's talking about, well, we need more money for this and school and this and that. I think schools get too much money as it is. I think teachers and all them and everything gets too much money as is. And it, it's just mostly wasted down the drain. You're hearing about all these kids and people being basically held back or not doing well and poor education. And then you got the whole COVID thing on top of it and not helping them out. And yet... They're saying, oh, it's because we need more te- better teachers. We need more school uh, money for schools and education and stuff. No, 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 no. That's not going to help things out. Money doesn't help people learn. I can tell you that from a f- definite fact. Here's the thing, people. People, you we got to start learning like we used to. You know, back in the day, what did schools and school teachers used to use when they had those little classrooms and stuff in that little school hall? You remember it looked like a little church, but it was a little school. It was a mini school and stuff before we had hundreds of thousands of kids and people and cities and all that. You know, you had the the school teacher, you had her little kids. I wonder if the school teachers back in the day got paid or did they just do that for because that was their thing? I don't know. How did things work back then? I think it was a school teacher got paid to be a school teacher. Anywho, anywho, they didn't learn with computers and this and that. They learned with paper and pencils or quills and ink pens and stuff and uh, what they used to call paper back in the day. You know, they had their books, you know, if they had books back in the day, and they learned. They had their chalkboards, you know. Now our futuristic chalkboards are all dry erase boards, but here's the thing. They didn't need internet and computers and this and that, and this is coming from a technology guy here. They learned by learning, and now it's like, no, we need to put more money in this education and this and this and that. That's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm paying all this money in taxes. I don't have kids. Nobody else goes to school. I don't go to school. Why am I paying so much money, extra money for taxes for school that I don't even use or ever see or go to? And they're always fixing it up to add, we got to add air conditioning. We got to add more computers and blah, 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 blah. We like to waste money because it's not our money. It's the people's money. It's, it's these, you know, it's our taxpayer money. And yet, you know, what comes out of these schools? Nothing. Like I said, I didn't even graduate high school. I didn't go to college. I still ended up at pretty decent, you know, probably not the best, you know, that people would think I, people should be like me, you know, it's not like I'm working at a a multi-billion dollar company or something and working in an office, not that I really want to work in an office, you know, I got an office here in my house, but sitting down all day is not always the best, you know. Even uh, even though I try, I like to play video games and I can sit down and play video games 
most of the day. You know, it's not the best. Trust me, I, I used to work an office job and I didn't like it. I'd rather work with my hands and my body, keep myself active. Because when you keep yourself active and you're walk, running around, walking around, doing stuff, you're getting exercise. You're moving your body. Your body is burning fat and calories. I feel better that way, you know. Sure, I work in the food industry. Yes, I work in a uh, fast food restaurant. But here's the thing. I still make more than most people I know that work harder jobs, that work more difficult jobs, that are hurting themselves, hurting their bodies, minds, spirits, whatever you want to say. And me... I'm working a great job. Sure, it's got its issues and problems with certain people that I, you know, have to complain about or whatnot. But I try. I get the job done. Everything looks good at the end of the day till the next day. And I'm making money. A lot better money than most people out there. So I, I think I'm doing a lot better than most people. And, you know, I, I can't see why this world is going the way it is. Like I said, inflation this, inflation that, people wanting more money for this, that, all the goods and services, everything's going up, but nothing is trying to go down. Nobody's trying to fix the whole, oh, let's try to get this country back on track and the world back on track with all this uh, um, goods and services and the whole trade thing and uh, what should I say, goods and service trying to get from here and in there, you know, the supply chain, I should say. Nobody's trying to fix that. No, they never try to fix that. Oh, the oil shortage here in America. That is a joke, too. And that's because Biden and them keep still doing the backwards ass-ups, ass-up thing where, oh, we can put more pipe, we can put more drillers and, you know, and make, get, give permits to these people to start drilling in Alaska and everywhere else that we got all this tons of oil underground from. And I know all the other people are saying, no, no more drilling. It's bad for the environment. Here's the thing. What else are we going to do? Oh, you're going to go to electric vehicles. What is the, what is the electrical grid used still? Hmm. Let me see. Oil, gas, and coal Hmm. to make electricity. Cause I know it's not using the sun. It's not using not using mostly solar or wind or hydropower or nuclear, which everybody's like, no, not nuclear. So what are you trying to say? Don't give me the bullshit that you don't want to start drill people to start drilling and start getting oil shortage back down and help everybody have better prices at the pump trying to lower, you know, financial burdens on the country. No, we're just going to let it continue. We're going to let things keep going up until nobody can afford to pay for anything and people lose jobs because they can't afford to even drive to their place at work. Not alone that these companies, these restaurants and places can't afford to pay for the food and all the stuff that they have in them to keep going because... You know, our lovely politicians keep making it harder and harder for her to get the beef and get this and that and anything else because there's all these problems because our government is a big screw-up. 
and everybody else is thinking backwards. So what do you want? What do you people want? Can't have it both ways, people. You either got to start getting this country back on track, get the supply issues back on track, get the oil issues back on track, lower the inflation, start lowering the prices on all goods and services back to a place where people are comfortable with, or basically keep raising everything until nobody can afford anything and everybody forecloses on their homes and gets kicked out of their apartments and nobody can afford food or anywhere, clothing. Everybody's living in their cars until those are repossessed and then basically you just got everybody in this country homeless except for the few rich people that you still are trying to squeeze more money out of until the day you try to do that and these rich people say, you know what, enough's enough. We're going to move somewhere else and we're going to take all our money and go somewhere else to another country that does not try to do this to us because we can afford to. Yeah, you're just shooting yourselves in that foot because that's what our country does. That's what our politicians do. Name, blame, everything else. Like I said, we got bigger problems. I I hate to say it. People getting shot up and dead. Bad, bad, bad. It's going to continue to happen. And here's the thing. We got bigger problems in this country and world right now. And I'm not talking about the stupid war from Russia and Ukraine because, you know, I already said multiple times on what we could do about Russia and Putin, but nobody seems to want to listen or try any to do anything. Everybody's just waiting around, looking and talking, putting more sanctions, going, because that's the way the world works now. Duh. <sighs> so, so stupid. I live in a planet of stupidity. But that's okay, because I try to live my own life. I try to live my own life to the best of my abilities. I try to get things done, and I try to do things and make sure things get done. And you know what? I live I live my life, and I try to succeed every moment. You know, paying off debt, keeping debt low to nothing, you know, paying all the bills, pay, making my house payments, making my car payments, you know, keeping my car working to the best of its ability, my nice, beautiful Equinox, and I try to save some money. And I spend a lot of the money, too, but I mostly spend it on my house. So talking about that, let's talk about houses now. So I'll talk about this news story first before I talk about my own house and what I'm trying to get done with my house and fixing the little stuff because right now it's all about the little stuff, doing this, that, um, spending some money, stuff like that. But here in Chictawaga, apparently we had an, an extra property assessment from our so-called Chictawaga local government and stuff, you know, because that's what happens here, like any town, mostly in Chictawaga. And apparently um, there's a lot of people, I'm not really one of them, before I was complaining, but then I'm thinking, you know what? You know, because before I was complaining, I'm like, well, why am I getting, ass- why is this house getting assessed again? Why am I, well, why is they saying this, my house is worth this when it doesn't really seem like it's worth that that much at all? And, you know, why are they saying that? And, and then my taxes are going to go up. You know, that's how I thought. That's how I always used to think back when, I'm, you know, I was a little younger at home ownership and stuff. And of course, my mom 
before me would always say that, why is this raising? Oh my God, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I think about it now as been a, you know, a homeowner for a while now. And I'm thinking, I'm fixing up my house, making it better. I want to sell it hopefully someday in the future if the world doesn't go to complete shit. And they're saying my house is worth more. Around 30% more, which I'm not going to really tell you what it is, but let's just say it's in the multiple multiple six digits and rising. Now, sure, that that means taxes could and probably will go up because that's my town and that's what the city and then eventually the state will tax me more because that's what they do. And I'll try to keep making sure I get those paid paid off and that I'm not in the hole or all that great stuff. But I'm just saying, okay, my house is being assessed saying, hey, your house is worth this much more now because of inflation and everything else. And your house is looking good. So we're going to make, we're going to assess it for more, uh, that means your house is worth this. Your taxes may or may not go up. Now, sure, they're not supposed to assess it twice in a row. Uh, but, hey, it happens. But then I come to the realization, I'm like, okay, like I said, I want to sell this house someday. Now, if it's worth more, now, what will it be worth in the future? Will it keep going up? Because I never heard of... Uh, I've never seen anything go down. So, you know, in a world where everything keeps going up in price in price all the time, I'm wondering, hmm. I'm just thinking, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if my house will ever go down in price. I'm hoping it doesn't because everybody I hope around me takes care of their house, which a lot of people don't. I got a neighbor next door to me right over here by my office that I got the nice, big, beautiful fence by that he doesn't do jack shit. He just sits... Either he's gone all day or he just sits in his house and he doesn't go out there to mow his grass or do anything. He's got rats in his place, which I try to, you know, in Chitawaga we got rats, rat problems still in Chitawaga and places. But, you know, I try to keep everything good so I don't get rats in my my yard all the time or whatnot. And my yard is rat free. I never seen a rat, you know, scurrying about my lawn or anything. I never... I don't see really any holes or anything. I got things concreted up in stones and stuff so rats don't feel like living in around my house. So I usually take care, really take care of around my house of what it's supposed to be. But um, yeah, hopefully because all our, you know, maybe because our valuation of our homes are getting higher Maybe our taxes will will go up more. Maybe some of these uh, bad residents around this neighborhood that, you know, might or might not own their homes, I don't know yet, or their AKA landlords will have to charge more or pay more. That means if these people don't own their houses and they're renting them from somebody else and those people are getting bigger dues and they're like, we got to raise your rent. These people can't afford to pay their rent. Or if they do own their house and they have to pay a mortgage, their mortgages go up. They can't afford to pay them because they're low lowlifes that 
you know, that don't do anything. They don't really have real jobs or anything. And, you know, eventually it'll it'll fall on them to have to move out, to leave. You know, it kicks out the bad type of, types of people. And the better people come in, keep the fix up the houses, fix up the the neighborhood, and the neighborhood gets better, hopefully. You know, and yes, I do feel for those people that aren't making as much, are having hard times to try to pay for their houses and stuff and paying taxes and all this stuff, but um, I don't find it as a bad thing. Now, if this was happening a lot more often and it just keeps going up and I'm and if I'm paying way over what I should be paying for a mortgage like if I'm paying like right now I pay it like a thousand dollars a month on my mortgage now if they raised it and it was like 1,500 or something like that I'd be outraged I'd be like what what is this like San Francisco is this California already <laughs> but hopefully it doesn't ever get to that point because then I would have to move out because then it'd be like uh yeah, you guys are getting way too greedy. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, as long as my house keeps getting better in value, maybe this will also help push out some of the riffraff that shouldn't be owning homes, especially in these areas. Maybe it'll help. Now, like I said, a lot of people are complaining. They're like, oh, I lived in this house for 30 years, and then you got people that lived in their houses for less than, um, what was it? Three years or what was it? Two months ago? Oh, moved into her home two months ago, this lady. And her assessed value spiked by 21000 Yes, mine went to spike to, what, 25000 almost 30000 Yes. And, you know, you got a guy, like I said, who lived here in 30 years and they assessed him and made his thing higher and he got his property assessed for 30 plus thousand and everybody's complaining that oh that's because gonna raise our taxes and all that and our houses aren't even really that much fixed up and blah 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 and i'm like okay i can understand that um but uh you know that's that's how one of these crazy things works and for me, I just find it is a good opportunity for my future. Like I said, if I ever want to sell my house, I can make some money off my house. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Then move into a bigger house somewhere in a cheaper place, somewhere in the country. You know, that's that's my dream. Moving into a bigger house somewhere that's a lot cheaper in the country. And, uh, yeah. But that's when retirement comes around. When I'm retired, everything's done. House has been lived in for a while. Then I decide to sell it. That'd be a beautiful time. But um, till then, I'm still fixing up the house, paying the mortgage, paying taxes, paying those escrows. I know it's hard times. I know things are going up. And it could be a problem for a lot of people. But I don't know. I think I think for this this particular thing, I think it's only good cuz like I said, I want my house to be the best it can be. 
I want to fix it up to be the best it can be because the better it can be, the better I can flip it, and the better, more money I can make from it. And that's what I'm about is uh, making money off my property. So, like I said, I've been doing things, fixing up things, investing in things. Like I said, I got a new deck porch, vinyl deck porch, fence, part of a fence. I still got to get the rest of the two sides when I get the rest of the fence. That would be a beautiful thing. Uh, been planting bushes and small trees in the front. Um, eventually, I got to do, I want to do some sidewalk and concrete work. See if I can get that tree removed down in the front yard. Plant a new tree maybe over there or something. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I want to still do. But I'm trying to tackle the little stuff first. Because, you know, like I said, I'm paying off all this big stuff right now. You know, I got mortgage. Which that's ongoing, of course. I got car payments. Which is always going to be ongoing for a little bit at least. And then, I, of course, I'm still paying off the rest of the the fence and the deck porch, which, you know, once that's all said and done, then I can, you know, invest in buying the second deck porch and fence and all that, or deck porch, second, the rest of the fence, and then then I'll be good. But uh, uh, right now, uh, I'm doing little stuff, like I purchased a second ring doorbell for the front of my house finally, because now that I got this beautiful deck porch, I want a nice ring doorbell in the front so I can see what people are doing and nobody does anything illegal, like try to rob me or whatnot. And then you got certain delivery people that like to put packages on my front porch. I want to be able to see, you know, see that, see them, see the package, be able to see if anybody tries to steal anything and be able to record them and stuff, you know. That's what I want to see. Um, so basically, you know, added security in my house, which makes the house worth more and have a nice doorbell. Also, I purchased, uh, which will be coming in today as well as a LED light, a new front door LED light for the front light fixture, which is originally just a regular light. It was having some problems. Sometimes I get electrocuted from it. Yes, that's a bad, bad problem because there's like a short circuit in there or something that I got to fix. And basically, I think it's was to the elements and stuff. There's some things that I have to get in there to to fix to make sure it's uh, not doing that anymore. So the best way to do that is take out the old light, put in the new light and seal that sucker up and not have that problem. So that's one of the things that I am planning on doing is installing that new light, LED light. Plus, it'll save me a fortune because it's a LED light that uses far way less electricity than a regular condensing bulb and stuff like that. And it never goes out. So that light will last, what, 10 plus years because it's LED light. I have a LED light bulb screwed into the back um, front light that I have on my garage. That has, you know, an LED light bulb in it, but the front one, because I wanted to get it, you know, get rid of that one, because I I know it's the the housing unit and stuff has been damaged some way and the wiring's probably screwed up. That one I decided, why don't I just buy a new new front door light and get it, make it an LED light so I never have to replace it, and that's going to help me out dramatically, 
And then that added with the ring doorbell. I'm also working on right now, slowly but surely, which hope maybe today I'll work on it some more. I don't know yet. Maybe tomorrow after work, I am working on my new number signs for my house because my, my house doesn't have numbers on my house because I had to take the sign down because it was old and falling apart, the original one. And that was, that was made out of some driftwood and some numbers on it. I want to make it better. So I'm making my own. That's like a, like a fancier, better version of the driftwood thing, which I got to paint and put some primer on. And I got some nice numbers that I'm going to get all sealed up. So when it rains, I won't have no problems with it uh, deteriorating. It'll last for a very long time on the front door. And I got the old numbers that I'm going to keep as well because I got some new bigger numbers, but I got some the old original numbers. Uh, metal numbers that I'm going to sand, sand up, sand down, sand up, whatever you want to say, sand those down a little bit, get those really nicely looking, paint them and, uh, put those back up on the back door. Uh, just put it like screw them into the back door and then I'll have number, the door number on the back door and I'll have a number on the front door. And then when people want to deliver packages to me or whatnot, they can see, Oh, this is this house. And then when people come by to look at Miles, they'll be like, oh, that's his house. Okay, that looks nice. <sighs> so little stuff like that. I'm also caulking up. I have glass block uh, basement uh, windows. They're all glass blocks. So around them, you got the mortar. So guess what? You got the elements from the inside. You got the elements from the outside. And every so often... You know, after this house has been around for over, like, for 80 years now, you know, the previous people never did anything with them. I found out and I learned that, oh, the mortar dries up and cracks off uh, easily when that happens. And in order to preserve and make sure those glass blocks and that mortar and everything's good, I got to put caulking around them to keep them sealed and and working. So I've been slacking on that before because I haven't done it in a while. So now I am slowly, or I have been yesterday, caulking up my glass block windows in the basement. I'm doing the outside first, and then I got to go in and do the inside. And I'm sealing the edges all around the glass blocks up and down, checking for stuff and all that. And because I got a wooden house, I've been getting a lot of this wood rot that's been deteriorating in certain parts, which I got to fix up. I got to paint up with uh, some rubber-based adhesive stuff and and wood-strengthening stuff and all that stuff I got to do to make sure my house just doesn't turn into a pile of puff. But... um. I got to get more caulk because I ran out of caulk. I used a whole bottle of caulk on three windows, three glass block windows. And I got one, two more to do. And then I want to have another thing of caulk for to do my upstairs windows and stuff to caulk around those, fix those up, paint those back up this year, stuff like that. Maybe um, caulk around some uh, vinyl and stuff like that, get it a get it in a better state so 
no moisture or anything or rain or anything gets in there to ruin the walls and parts of the house. You know, a lot of little stuff that you can do to make sure your house lasts longer. Um, and then eventually I got, I also got some mortar, a mortar kit to paste up and fix up some broken concrete, which has holes in it in the back, uh, around my, around my, uh, garage, which I got some holes in the concrete, which I want to patch up and then I'll repaint the whole basis of the concrete around the house, trying to get it like a grayish concrete, whatever, paint that around the house so that my house looks even better. Then eventually, I don't know about this year, but maybe this year, next year, probably next year, I'm probably going to want to try to paint the house. I was going to do it this year, but I'm thinking maybe it'll be next year. But I want to try painting the house, maybe. I don't know if I want to keep it white. I might want to try a different color. I don't know yet, but I want to try to paint the house once. I know that'll be like a three... I think it's like three to four hundred dollar investment to do the painting of the house if I do it myself and you know clean it up get the paint I maybe I'll use a spray painter sprayer but I'm thinking should I could just go and take it a little longer and just use a good old paintbrush and stuff because then you could get into all those crevices and stuff maybe I don't know but I'm thinking paint my house up and I know the vinyl is pretty old on my house, but, you know, keep it working and lasting for a bit longer. And then a uh, few years down the way, maybe I'll re-vinyl, the, re- get new vinyl through for the whole house. Get the whole house uh, redone. You know, save up, get it redone around the house, stuff like that. You know, little stuff like that. But, um... Got to fix the front gutters. That's another thing I got to do this year because uh, those front gutters that I got now, they're insufficient for my house. I need new ones to be more efficient that'll work better uh, and not have any problems with water getting into the down down my house and whatnot. So that's something else I got to definitely do this year. So a lot of little things that I got to do yet. A lot of little things that I got to fix up with the house. I'm very confident on being able to do that. Uh, it's just, you know, a lot of little things that I want to fix up. And it does add up to a lot of money. You know, things cost money, especially now when it costs more money. So that's why I'm doing the very little things. You know, sure, they cost some money to do this and that and that and this. But big projects like when I re-landscaped the front with all that bricks and stuff and border bricks and stuff like that and put in those trees and bushes and the, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it and the, the mulch that I did it and stuff, that cost a couple grand. That cost a little over... Mm, thousand something it was more than a grand that it cost me to do that stuff so that was like my big project for this year and then i want to redo my grass in the front i got all that waiting and ready i'm just trying to see what my test grass is going to be like so i can see how i can plant the front yard grass and what i want to do and 
that's going to be the hardest thing for me is trying to plant new grass because grass does not seem to want to grow in my area, especially at my house. And whatever I do, it seems like it never wants to to do and work the way that it should, but I'm still going to press on and try to grow some good grass. I want to do it just for the front of the house because that's what really needs it. Right now I'm doing a little bit on the side. I'm trying to patch up a a part on the side of the house that I it was my fault because during the time they put the fence in, they dug you know a lot of holes. They had a lot of dirt, and they threw it in a little dirt pile in the front there. And I forgot, and I left it there, so it like kind of, kind of killed off that that grass. The grass looked like crap after it was all flat and brown. And basically, I decided, oh, I gotta redo this grass. So why not try doing this new grass planting by doing it here? And I did it, and it seems like after a couple weeks now. It still seems like this grass ain't growing. So, and I'm trying every method. I'm trying to see which method would be the best to grow this grass. Because that's what I want it done. I just want simple grass done. And it's not easy, people. It ain't easy. And, and you know, I live in an area where there's a lot more clay than dirt and stuff like that. And I just don't want to buy it. A truck of dirt and drop it down in the front yard and still see it not not um and still not I don't want to still see it not working and not giving me my grass that I want that would suck but I gotta try something I gotta do something I need I, I need I want a good front lawn at least the good front lawn. My back lawn yard here, it looks fantastic. It's not the best, but it looks fantastic for what I have. A lot of people go, ooh, look at that back lawn. Look at the, look at all this stuff that you did. It looks beautiful. And I'm like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> but the front yard, ugh, it's always been a problem. So I got to try some shit out. got to try to get some stuff and try some shit out, get it better. That's what we need better, right? Better, better. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait. Like I said, I'm getting my new, my second ring doorbell today. Um, I'll install that a little later because I got to put some new electrical wiring going in the basement. I got to put a new plug down there by the front door. And then I got to drill a hole in through my house, get a little pet PVC pipe, small, thin one, small as I can get and thin where I can feed a little wire because I can't go through the wall of the house from one room to another because then I'd have to take out the plaster and I don't want to do any plaster work in there and stuff. I just want to be able to connect something that could be interchanged down the road. So I'm going to put a little, like I said, a little thin white uh, PVC pipe and have that and put the ring doorbell on that. Uh, for the ring uh, electric so it can go to that ring doorbell in the front and uh, hopefully it'll work out. Hopefully it'll work out and it'll get powered and up and stuff like that because like I said, I want that nice ring doorbell in the front. It's a smaller version. It's the 
Uh, it's the what called the wired ring doorbell. This ain't the one like I have in the back where that's actually has a battery and it's wired. So it's got the battery backup and it's wired. This one is just pure, purely just an electrical battery that uh, will go on the front of the house. And that's that's it. Got to build a little plate for that as well. I don't know if I'll build it out of wood or PVC because I got some plastic plexiglass that I could try to. But I might do it out of wood just because then I can form a little electrical wire uh, conduit underneath it so I can fish it through easier to the ring doorbell. Got a lot of plans. You know, like I said, at least I'm trying. Other people, they just let their houses go and go and go and go. They don't care and shit happens, things break, you get pests and stuff. That's another thing that I got to do this week. Either this week or this weekend, I got to go around the house. I got another big bottle of home defense spray. Got to spray around my whole house because I got to think I got to do this on a nice, nice day when no people are around. (laughs) First off, and I got to do it on a nice, cool day like today. But today I'm focusing on podcasting and doing some gaming for once today. Relaxing a little bit today because I did a whole bunch of stuff over the week and weekend. But I want to do a home defense spray all around the outside of the house and inside. You know, go around all the corners and stuff of the rooms and stuff. Upstairs, downstairs, let it all dry. Keep the bugs out, stuff like that. And um, I'm thinking next week and weekend might be the perfect time. Let me see here. Uh, oh, out for delivery. My bat, my doorbell and light are out for delivery right now. Sweet. But let's see here. What am I doing? What is going to be the temperature? This uh, 10-day forecast. Let's see here. So next weekend it should be on Saturday. So 81 on Friday. 71 on Saturday. Partly sunny. That should be a perfect day to do that. And then you got Sunday, 64, and then maybe rain on Monday that following week. So that should be perfect. That should be a perfect, hopefully perfect weekend if the weather doesn't change uh, anymore, which it will probably. But um, that should be a perfect uh, weekend to do that home defense, spray up everything, get it really good everywhere, and let it dry and then it can rain and all that stuff down the road. But, um, you know, doing doing pest control, making sure that bugs and stuff, maybe spray my lawn with some of the anti-bug spray, uh, spray around my bushes and stuff, get some weed killer. I got to kill some certain weeds and grass and stuff to make sure that doesn't overtake, do some tree trimmings because I want to trim some branches and stuff off of trees and such. You know, little stuff like that. Because that's home ownership 101, right, people? Doing the work, getting the work done, making sure your house looks a lot better. Um, I was going to get into this, but we're getting really late into this podcast. So I might hold this off until the truth. So um, I am going to hold off on this. So I'm going to cut this out of the show notes. I was going to talk about my 
my family fallout that I had uh, a couple days ago with my family. But I'm going to hold off on that, talking about that till maybe next podcast. If or if not, the truth is going to be on it or not. I don't know yet. And why don't we get into some TV film talk? And then I got some codes to give away some uh, some movies here. Got some uh, movie based codes for you guys. Some Spider Man, Far From Home, uh, No Way Home, Homecoming codes for you guys. So maybe I'll give hmm, maybe I'll give one away per podcast. So uh, maybe two. No, how about this? How about if I give two away today? And I'll give one away the next day uh, for, or the next day, there, I mean the next uh, next podcast. <laughs> so why don't we get into some film, TV movie, film talk news now. And uh, yeah, we'll continue on. Now it is time for TV and movie news. Oh, as I take some drink of water because my throat was all dry because all I did was rant and talk and talk and talk, hence a podcast. So besides me in my own house and doing stuff and trying to keep everything good and such like that, you know, not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody has the chance because there's a lot of people that are always working and doing stuff and then they they can afford to hire other people to do stuff for them. I'm not one of those people, but anywho, I don't know what that has to say about getting into this uh film talk news, but uh some sad news. Uh I don't know if you guys ever watched any of the Tremor movies. I have. Uh they're really good movies. I like the Tremor uh films. Even the one, the recent ones where they had Bill, I think his name is Bill Gross. Um, and they had, uh, what's his name, Jamie Kennedy in one of them. That was pretty decent too, even though that was the newest ones. And they're a little weird. They get really weird. But Tremors, Tremors 2, I think was it Tremors 2, Tremors Back to Perfection was the third one. Back to Perfection was the third one. Uh, those three, at least, they did a fourth one. That was going like they were doing a time travel thing where they were going like it was back in the past and the early days of Perfection Valley and stuff. And they, they had the whole cast in there doing the thing. That was that was eh, it wasn't my cup of tea, but it's a part of the Tremors movies. I like the the ones more of the modern day. Well, you know they had the, they have a great cast. The people they had uh even uh I'm trying to think of his name oh <laughs> uh, what's his name i'm trying to think of it uh, da, da, da. kevin bacon there we go kevin bacon i'm trying to i was trying to think of food groups <laughs> so kevin bacon was in tremors now and fred an actor called fred ward was in tremors and tremors 2 the sequel he wasn't in the third one or any other one, but he was in the f- those two. I think he was in the fourth one because I think, like I said, everybody came back for the fourth one or something. So basically, actor Fred Ward uh, was the guy. He was the the country guy with the hat and all that. He wasn't. 
He's pretty good. He had a great character. Uh, so basically, um, I, he was also in a movie called The Player. He was a bunch of he was a bunch of movies. A lot of movies I probably never saw or I forgot about and stuff. Like it says he was. Um, let's see here. He was in Two Small Bodies. He was the detective in Two Small Bodies. Um, let's see here. Uh, he was, let's see here. Are a terrorist planning to blow up the Academy Awards in the Naked Gun 33 and a hat, one third. So he was in that. He was in the final insult. Uh, let's see here. He was the father of the lead character in Jennifer Lopez's revenge thriller enough in 2002. So Basically, he was in a few movies. He was a good actor. Uh, So, actor Fred Ward has passed. He died. Um, And he was a good. He was a good actor. I liked him. I liked him in the movies. He had that that good voice and everything you would love. Um, This happened over the weekend. Uh, The star who brought uh, gentlemanly gruffness. To films that include The Right Stuff, Harry and June, and The Player died Sunday, May 8th. So that was last weekend. Uh, He was 79. Uh, They didn't give the cause of death. So we don't know what what he died from. Uh, Let's see here. Um, They said that Ward brought uh, reservoirs of tenderness to his tough guy roles and plenty of street credibility a former boxer lumberjack and short order cook who served the u.s air force ward went into acting school and got his start when he moved to rome as a young man and worked as a mime so this guy was a mime too there you go that's pretty interesting then a voiceover actor that led to a few appearances in tv productions by italian Near near realist pioneer Roberto Rosalini, Rosalini. Okay, Ward made his U.S. Um, film debut as the convict alongside Clint Eastwood in Escape from Alcatraz back in 1979. Um. So basically, uh, he's survived by his wife of 27 years, Marie France. Francie Ward and his son Django. Did yeah, Django Ward. Is that really true? His his son is named Django. Huh. Django. So D J A N G O. So is the D silent? Is Django Ward? That is a pretty kick ass name for <laughs> son. I wish I I wish my name was was <laughs> was. Uh, <laughs> Django Ward or Django instead of Michael because Michael is such a boring name. That's why I go Mike all the time. But he was a great actor. I liked him. I liked him a lot, in tre- especially in just mostly Tremors because that's where I see him in. Um, I'll probably have to see that movie enough with Jennifer Lopez. I heard that was a different, interesting movie, but it's sad he'd passed away. It seems like he, it, 79, that seems nowadays young. But, 
you know, it depends on how he lived his life and all that. And, you know, shit happens. Like I said, people, shit happens. A lot of things are going on around the world right now. And when we hear about this stuff, it's like, oh, this person died this age and this age, and it's so young at their 60s and stuff. It makes me think that because I'm thir- I'm going to be 36 uh, soon this June, I'm going to be turning 36. I'm like thinking, oh, shit, does that mean I'm almost like beyond halfway of when I'm going to pass away or something or close to being halfway to when I pass away and when I'm 30 whatever years later am I going to be dead makes you wonder right when you hear about all these people mostly dudes not too many women but a lot of guys because of course guys unfortunately for us we die still younger than a lot of women out there Mm -hmm. I try to live life to my fullest so if I have a purpose I will live forever and because I'm an asshole I'll definitely live forever. At least that's what I'm hoping. But Fred Ward, rest in peace, sir. I will be watching Tremors and Tremors 2 again very soon. Just in your honor, sir. Not now, but soon. And <laughs> uh, in, in other news, I'm sure you guys all heard this before about the Justin Lin leaving Fast X, Fast 10. Basically, it was because of Vin Diesel. Which I heard stuff like this before, like, of course, with The Rock, why The Rock isn't in the next uh, Fast and Furious films and stuff there, and it's probably going to help The Rock solidify his comments on Vin Diesel uh, now and stuff, and the actions that Vin Diesel was trying to portray to try to get The Rock to come back to the franchise as he was posting stupid, weird stuff and everything else and i'm like okay vin diesel maybe vin diesel is going is getting has issues right now i'm sure i don't know maybe this is his true personality maybe he's a jackass in real life i don't know or maybe there's something going on that you know that uh we don't know about i don't know it's always something with you know some actors in hollywood now a lot of people don't have this problem and then there's some people that have this problem. And it seems like more and more that we get in the bad parts of Hollywood than the good parts. And Vin Diesel, I heard, was one of those people that are becoming because they're too big in their own britches or something. Or they think they're the biggest thing in Hollywood and stuff. Or Hollywood. Hollywood. They think they can do whatever they want and that they're number one and nobody else and... Stuff like that, and they act like complete jackasses. And they start ruining their careers that way. Now, is Vin Diesel going to ruin his career? Because it's not like he's been... He's been in AAA films, but in small parts, like Groot. Like, anybody could do Groot. Anybody could do a voice like Groot. You can just have anybody go, Groot... I am Groot and do it in certain fashions where they can make it so it's believable and it can undertake. It's not that you need a great actor or voice talent to do the voice of Groot and you can always change it digitally and stuff. But that's pretty much the 
biggest film he's been in since Fast and Furious, because otherwise it's just been Fast and Furious and maybe that uh, that Riddick thing that he was doing, and then he did the Bloodshot movie. Otherwise, has Vin Diesel hasn't been in anything really, because he's been, I guess, being very hard to work with, and a lot of these, you know, these seasoned getting to be seasoned actors are, you know. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about a lot of people that have just been going off the bandwagons and asking and doing stuff that completely will ruin their careers. So basically, Vin Diesel was blamed for Justin Lin leaving Fast 10. Um, So now, Louis Letterier, um, from Now You See Me, I guess he did that movie, reports... um, that he will be doing, he will be leading the Fast 10 uh, film as a director. So reports are starting to come out of the abrupt personal change now. According to the um, sources, Lynn quit due to friction with the franchise star Vin Diesel. Diesel shows up late on t- to the set. An unnamed source told the publication, which I'm sure a lot of people would see, a lot of the people on the set, you know, all the groupies, all the the people working the set, I'm sure they're seeing him, seeing all this happen. And how are you going to keep all those people quiet? You're not. Uh, he doesn't know his lines, which that's pretty much a big bad thing to not to do if you don't know your lines. And Vin Diesel is uh, an actor that should know how to do his Dominic Toretto from all these years, and he shows up out of shape. Hmm. No one is dissing Vin Diesel on the record, but everybody knows. So showing up out of shape, does that mean he's not been working out as much as he should be and that he's been not hustling and stuff? Yeah, okay. That's not good. So it's unlikely Lynn will weigh in on such rumors as he is still involved in the project as a producer. However, this is not the first case of Diesel and the Fast franchise running into friction. Of course, like I said, infamously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson also quit after years of feuding with Diesel as far back as 2016. And then on the then upcoming Fast and Furious 8, Johnson posted an Instagram post seemingly throwing shade against Diesel. Diesel without naming him specifically. Um, sure, in 2021, Johnson stated that their feud was ended, but I don't think that's really true because, well, you know, what v- v- Vin Diesel tried to do before where he tried to get him back in to the whole thing, um, you know, saying, hey, you're my nephew or whatever and blah, 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 blah. Come on back. My kids want you back. And, you know, doing stupid stuff like that. that even I can say that uh, is not kosher. <laughs> and like I said, I've seen enough of Vin Diesel films and heard enough people talk about him saying, yeah, he can be kind of a jackass, a jerk sometimes, and he gets full of himself. I still think that's possible till this day so even though that justin lynn isn't directing and now lois uh tenor is directing the film fast 10 will uh has begun production um and of course in addition to being vin diesel being there most of the cat 
rest of the cast is expected back, including Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris, or Ludacris, and Sung Kang. Um, one of the people that we thought would be coming back that we didn't hear anything about would be John Cena, but he hasn't be cur- he hasn't con- been confirmed to return yet, which is kind of weird. Uh, Brie Larson and Jason Momona are franchise newcomers. Uh, those people are back. Now, I noticed they didn't say in this article that uh, uh, Jason Statham was supposed to be back. I thought he was supposed to be in the movie as well. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about um, the other person, uh, as I'm trying to think of names, because too many names in my head, too many people on this cast, and I always forget. Uh, oh, what's her name? What's her name? <laughs> I, I know it. I, I can see her in my mind. Oh, shoot. Uh, wow. I'm just going to look up her name shamelessly. There we go. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Charlie, Charlize Theron. There we go. Man, I am really, really bad with names half the time. But, yeah. Haven't seen haven't seen Charlize Theron in there or John Cena. Kurt Russell, is he coming back? Is he gonna be coming back in there? Uh, I don't know. How about Michael Rooker's brief character? Would he come back again? Probably not, but I don't know. Um who else? Who else? Definitely not Dwayne Johnson. Uh but uh yeah, I wonder if uh, a lot of these other people are going to come back. Because that would be kind of interesting. And, like, this is supposed to be the, one of the last two um, people c- coming, you know, one of the last two films in the franchise. And then maybe they'll reboot the whole franchise with some other people or something down the road or have some more spinoffs or something. I don't know. I heard, I heard Universal's thinking of ways to try to keep making money off of this one's great franchise. It is still great to me. I I still will watch the rest of the Fast and Furious films proper, but you got to get some really good names into like spinoffs or something. If you really want me to watch like some Fast and Furious spinoff. Now, if you're going to do something like they did with the, the transporter where they didn't want to pay Jason Statham, Jason Statham, his fair share or anything, uh, and he says, well, goodbye. Cause they wanted him to do two more, uh, transporter movies that of course, all those movies made major money and the studio didn't want to pay him and they wanted to only pay him for one, <laughs> pay him half for both movies. Yeah. Then they got somebody else to do one transporter movie and that just went, that just failed. Now, I actually tried to watch that movie, that transporter movie. Uh, what was it? Fuel, fr- throttle, fuel, or whatever it was. Fueled, or tra- the transporter field, or whatever it was. I don't know. I tried watching it. I just, like, did not watch it. I did other things, and I just got, I looked at it. I'm like, okay, you got scantily clad looking women, some bad attitudes. Got a guy trying to pretend to be Jason Statham. Yeah, boring film. So I hate when they do that, but you know, 
Film companies don't understand. They keep trying to do that stuff. Uh, and, of course, Fast and Furious does add somebody else. They added Jack, the star, the Jack Reacher star, Alan Richards, Richardson, uh, for this movie as well. So you got a lot of people in this movie. You're going to have a lot of people in the second part of this movie because it's supposed to be a two-parter, this Fast 10. I don't know. I can't wait till they're over. At least I'll get to see them all. It's just sad that Vin Diesel became such a douchebag over the years that his head got too big for everything else that he can't couldn't be a decent guy on the set, that he couldn't keep his friendship with the rock and people good and you know because if he did and they didn't have that falling out you would still see the rock in the fast furious movies now you would have the rock in there right now you'd have a great ending to some great movies you'd have justin linden directing the rest of them because justin linden of course seemed like he wanted to be involved but he just didn't want to deal with vin diesel anymore yeah, that that would have been great, but I guess Vin Diesel has other plans to uh, monkey up the gum up gum up the works with Fast and Furious, I guess, and his career, of course. So I don't know. So here's a code. I'm gonna give away a code for um, Spider-Man: Homecoming here. Uh, so first time, first come, first serve. Uh, so once you get the code, enter it in, uh, here, and I'm trying to, try to speak here, (laughs) did a lot of speaking, so my throat is still gravelly, but, uh, yeah, if you want this, uh, great movie, uh, go to sonypictures.com slash ma redeem or download the free movies anywhere app through the app store. So I'd definitely go to Pride the Movies Anywhere app because that's where most of these people use. Enter the code provided and follow the instructions to sign in or sign up for Movies Anywhere, blah, 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 which you can use on most uh, platforms, which is pretty good, even though I still don't care about streaming these movies. I just create my own, I rip my own movies and stream them. So that's how I am. So, uh, this one, Spider-Man Homecoming, which these are pretty good films. I liked uh, No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home, that was pretty damn good. And it's a, it's like a startup to what Doctor Strange and uh, the bit of madness is. <laughs> I can't think anymore, people. I'm sorry. Uh, the Multiverse of Madness. There we go. Sorry, sorry, people. I, I forgive me. I don't know my lines. So that's an upcoming. But homecoming, what started off with the new kid, you know, the new, the new Spidey, Tom Holland. So uh, here's the code for Spider-Man: Homecoming if you want it for movies anywhere. Three W M P, three R K P, Z K. Or, sorry, rewind that. Z X R A N T J 3. I must have some dyslexia here if I can't say this right. I'm going to say it one more time for the code for Spider Man Homecoming for Movies Anywhere. It is 
3WMP, 3RKP, ZX, RA, NT, J3. And that was the code for Spider-Man Homecoming. First come, first serve basis. Now, let me give away a second code. We'll give away two codes and we'll give away the last code for the next podcast. So the next code is for Spider-Man Far From Home. Remember, these are first come, first serve codes. And the code works with Movies Anywhere app or the SonyPictures.com MA Redeem. Which, like I said, use Movies Anywhere. It's probably a lot better. And the code for Spider-Man Far From Home is as follows. 3K CX S7 E5 SG Q3 YG F1. And the code one more time for the first come first serve code for Spider-Man Far From Home. 3K CX S seven E five S G Q three Y G F one. Now those codes are free up to grabs for anybody and anyone who listens to this podcast. First come, first serve. And to the lucky winner or winners, congratulations for getting yourself a free movie on the house. Now you know these used to be codes that netflix would give away to these movies remember that netflix was selling these uh these codes that came with the movies for digital movies and stuff i remember that and then they got in a bunch of hot water with disney and stuff and they got sued and stuff even though the the codes came with the discs and stuff and they were like no 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 don't sell these codes in your netflix thing and that was funny and i'm like oh you could sell codes <laughs> like that okay so but i give mine away i don't charge you guys anything so before getting into the tech talk news to end the show uh i am going to be definitely seeing i was supposed to see dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh over last week but things happened uh, i was very busy and just didn't have the time. Plus, the ticket was still full price on Tuesdays. But this upcoming Tuesday, ticket sales, ticket prices are going down for us Regal people. So I'm going to be going to my local Regal Theater here in Chitawaga. I'm going to go see myself, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, after work. And I'm going to save myself a bunch of money on my ticket because it's, instead of paying 11 something for the ticket, like a normal priced uh, times of the day, I'm going to be paying five something for my ticket because I I have the Regal app. So, or I have the Regal, you know, code. Uh, I'll go through Fandango, but you know, I have the Regal code. So I'll, I'll save myself some money and not be charged as much for my ticket. And then I'll order my popcorn there and I'll bring in my drink like usual. And I'll probably sit in that one middle seat if they have it that I'll be in the aisle way, and then I don't have to worry about, um, you know, people, you know, getting in my way, and I don't have to look up at the screen. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. I can't wait to see it. Uh, a lot of people say that it's pretty good. It's uh, got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. 
almost 79% of Rotten Tomatoes. So it's up there, but it's not perfect. Um, a lot of people see said they they like it a lot. Like I said, I like Sam and Raimi. He makes some good stuff, some good films. And this is going to be a movie, a film that brings us up to the other movies like Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, and a bunch of other movies that are coming out. And I can't wait. So. So. Why don't we get into that Tech Talk news? Then we can end this show. Because we got a couple Tech Talk news stories. And that is up next. Tick talk news. Tick talk news. Tick talk news. Now. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. My throat. So, you know me, I always like to try to see and read. I love technology. I love technology in this world, even though technology hasn't been helping us out as much as you would think. And, uh, the world's going to kaplooey with shortages, chip shortages still, and I don't see, I still see a future with chip shortages still ongoing because, don't forget, you got freaking China all shutting themselves down, which doesn't help anybody in the world out, you know, because China is, you know, China is China. They, it's their way or the highway, and they don't care who they stomp on because they think they're the only ones in the planet, you know. They're, they're the high Supremes and stuff, but you know, once you get all your shit from China and you only got like one company that makes all these little chips and stuff for other chips and all that and everything else we use apparently, uh, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Plus, you know, other things are made in China, like all our electronics and clothing and so on and so, so on and so on. And it's not going to be good for the future going to hurt us all unless if we start making stuff more here in America and elsewhere in the world. Maybe everywhere in the world should be making stuff, not just China. Well, let's just say that. I know everybody wants to save a few pennies here and there and they, all this stuff, but you're, you're just hurting ourselves. Not doing good for anybody else. But I always find some te- technology stories that I find interesting, at least interesting to me, that I think other people would be interested in. So if I find out some stuff, I like to talk about it. Uh, the main thing here, the one thing from Microsoft, that seeming like they like to, um, to you know, advance themselves, advance everybody else. And they're always thinking about, oh, accessibility. Because not only is that a good thing for people that have deficiencies or their hands are blown off or whatever, they feel like, oh, hey, you should be able to play a video game. Hey, you should be able to still uh use a computer do something especially with our software and hardware and stuff and we want people to be able to be more accessible to be able to do and have fun and all sorts of stuff and meet their needs with technology and not have to worry about how am i supposed to use this how am i supposed to do that oh i can't do that because i'm disabled well this is going to help those people out and uh, Microsoft keeps coming up with and creating new things to help out people in need to u- play video games and and work on the computer, <laughs> excuse me, and stuff. And uh, 
I think that's great on their part. Plus, I'm sure they're still making some money off of what they're doing. Why not? So uh, basically, Microsoft's adaptive, adaptive accessories are being designed to be customizable with customizable inputs, buttons and mice that you can adopt or adapt for your body and needs. So basically, Microsoft created this uh, lineup of mice and things where people can use to navigate things depending on their body types and stuff and what's wrong with their, you know, whatever they have, you know, like if they're missing a hand or fingers or something. So Microsoft announced the lineup of adaptive accessories, which are meant to be to augment or replace the regular keyboards and mice that people are with disabilities could struggle to use or not be able to use at all. Uh, the lineup consists of three different devices, the adaptive mouse, the adaptive buttons, and the adaptive hub. The mouse and buttons are made to support 3D printed accessories so you can customize them to work the way you want them to. There you go. Uh, the mouse core that houses the buttons and the sensor is a small squared shaped puck that is designed to clip into a palm rest. Uh, the tail Microsoft makes for the mouse can act as a palm rest uh there's also a thumb rest that you can flip around letting you use the mouse with your right or, or left hand you can also easily attach your 3d printed uh tails designed around specific needs the adaptive buttons let you add eight programmable inputs to your computer that don't mean you have to have eight physical buttons though the company showed a version with just two large buttons easy to press buttons um, but because the mouse can also be used as, uh, say, a joystick or as a eight-way D-pad, Microsoft states that you can set the inputs to act as macros. Um, let's see here. Um, as macros or complicated keyboard shortcuts could, which could be difficult to execute for those with motor disabilities. And as with the mouse itself, you can also add 3D printed toppers or accessories to the buttons to make them fit your specific needs. Now, no, they always say, oh, you can do this by 3D printing this stuff. But how many people actually 3D print stuff? How many people are actually able to 3D print stuff? It still it sounds like there's a lot of people that do this that 3d print stuff but i just don't know anybody i don't see anybody 3d printing anything i don't 3d print i know i always thought it was a cool idea but until it gets easier to do and to make it less daunting to get into i don't think i'll 3d print anything because i wanted to make 3d printed like action figures or, and stuff like that but then when i find out found out that uh you know the technology is not always as good as you would think but you know, Microsoft and people come up with ways. So unless if there's like an, uh, a place where you can 3D print stuff on the go all the time, uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, you can wirelessly connect up to four buttons to an adaptive hub, which then sends instructions to your computer or phone. The hub also has several 3.5 millimeter jacks. Um for connecting wired accessories like the ones made by Logitech or Microsoft Xbox Adaptive Controller, which is one of those things that is 
really big deal for people with disabilities that want to play video games on Xbox or PC or something because they can easily um, do it any way they want now because they don't have to worry about holding a little controller if they can't. They can play with that uh, Xbox adaptive controller. It's good to see that Microsoft is continuing to pay attention to the disability community. Um, last year, the company released this, its Surface Adaptive Kit, which was designed to make its uh, existing input devices easier to use. And while that's helpful, there's always going to be people who would have difficulties using traditional input devices at all. Yep. Um and for those people, Microsoft's adaptive accessories could be a really big help, uh, provided they come at a reasonable price and see th- enough adoption so that the designs and parts for them could be easily found. Hence why Microsoft's saying, you could 3D print some of this stuff. And it's like, uh, yeah, if I have a 3D printer, sure. But I like seeing Microsoft do that. And you... And they're like the biggest, the only company that I hear about actually doing that stuff. I'm sure there's other companies, but mostly I'm only hearing Microsoft does this with adaptability and helping people out with disabilities and stuff, disabilities this and that. Microsoft's one of those big proponents for that. They're really good with that stuff, and I have to put, tip my cap to them. And in the final Technoc news story, this one's always big. I like hearing big breakthroughs like, like this, but it still worries me, which I also have a story attached to this as well, which is pretty cool, at least to me. Um, Western Digital has made a huge breakthrough in HDD or hard, hard disk uh, technology. So the storage giant has unveiled its the world's first 26 terabyte ultra SMR HDD. 26 terabytes, people. That's pretty big. Western Digital has unveiled its new 22 terabyte CMR and 26 terabyte Ultra SMR hard disk devices, which are now being tested by select hyperscale cloud customers, which means server rooms and stuff, which that's pretty much why you would want one of these. I know I would love a 26 uh, terabyte hard drive my house but i'm always afraid because you know you got it's a lot of spinning little discs and you got this moving control arm that has to read all these discs and stuff and all that stuff it it seems really um something could go wrong a lot of moving parts a lot of stuff going on uh packing it all in a little little thing there in a little uh, compartment Things can go wrong, your data could get wiped, and yeah. To me, it seems like a, a very hopeful, I'm hoping it works good. I didn't hear too many, I don't hear people out there complaining about these ultra big disks, disk drives. I don't know how many people have these in their servers or whatnots. or external, for external saving purposes, but I don't hear too many people too many people at all saying anything bad about them so i'm guessing these drives are a-okay even though they're so big um so the reason the storage giant has been able to significantly expand its capacity of hard drives over the years is due to its ever-expanding technology portfolio which includes its unique opti nan technology 
energy-assisted PMR or EPMR triple stage actuator, TSA, Helioseal, and now Ultra SMR, Western Digital's new EPMR drives, leverage the company's Optin NAND technology to unlock higher levels of capacity, performance, and data resist resist. Resiliency, resiliency. Sorry. For instance, its new t- 22 terabyte SMR hard drive incorporates an Optane NAND to deliver aerial density on a 2.2 terabyte uh, a platter. So they got you get like what is it, 10 platters, and they're 2.2 terabytes per platter. Um, Helio Seal uh, performed platform with 10 discs yeah so 10 times 2.2 is 22 while the average consumer likely doesn't have the need for such high capacity drives i'm not your average consumer people (laughs) especially if i want to pop in a couple one or two of these in my own private server Woo! storage server Woo! can store a lot of movies and music and stuff Mm mm-hmm uh, cloud computing providers and other such tech giants could use Western Digital's hard drives to store more data and less space, which could help bring down the cost of cloud storage services for end users. But yes, yes, that's true. But then you still have to add extra, you know, people would have to all use the one disk to get their data and stuff. That that takes a little while, I think, right? Uh, let's see here. Um Ultra SMR, by combining OptiNand and proprietary firmware that leverages hard drive system-level hardware advancements, Western Digital's new Ultra SMR technology introduces large block encoding with an advanced error correction algorithm that increases track per inch, or TPI, to enable higher-capacity hard drives. The first HDD to use this technology is the company's new 26-terabyte Ultra Star DCHC670 Ultra SMR HDD, which features 2.6 terabytes per platter and offers 18% more storage capacity. However, as cloud service providers are increasingly adding SMR to their data center roadmaps, the drive's 26 terabyte capacity could serve as a tipping point to accelerate adoption. And they're talking more about all that other stuff. I think that's pretty cool. Because originally we're like, oh, 8 terabyte drives, 10 terabyte drives, 12 terabyte drives. That's big. Now we're up to 26 terabytes, people. It it won't be long before we start seeing like 50 terabyte drives out there, 100 terabyte drives someday. I, I can see that. I can see that in the future. A 30 or, fi- or 50, I should say, or 100 terabyte hard drive. Mm-hmm. The thing that I got to ask, though, because regular disc-based, spinning disc-based drives are keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper sometimes, you know, you can get, like, what can I... I want to get one of those 18 terabyte ones or something that's, like, 230 bucks or something. You'd think that's expensive, but that's pretty cheap for one of those drives. And I just want to store, like, a backup of my my server data on it just in case if something happens to the server, I always got all my movies on one disk drive or something, I can store that. Um, my question is, because this technology keeps going forward, I know that we got chip shortages and all that other stuff, but 
what happened to what happened to our nan flash memory what happened to our you know um solid state drives technology and stuff that has seemed to just stall out all that seemed to stall out before i thought we were going to have like 50 to 100 terabyte ssds out there or something storing all our our stuff digitally and not have to worry about anything spinning and breaking from that technology you know i got a few ssds right here right in front of me i got this uh 500 gigabyte ssd sata drive i think they go what do they go up to like five terabytes or something in ssds and those um what what should i say what are they called the ah shoot the the memory ssds i'm trying to think of ah gotta always look up the names of these things um here we go just do this um yeah and nvme ssds there you go what what about those they go up to two terabytes only can't can't are they ever going to go up to like 10 20 terabytes those those are the things of the future they're supposed to be super fast they're supposed to offer really good latency and they're supposed to be you know store things at a more secure thing but yet we don't see or hear anything about solid state technology. And it's like, don't you think more of these companies would want to maybe build up that technology and try to advance it more so we can come to a future where we don't have to depend on spinning disk drives anymore and that everything could be just solid state? I don't know what's going on with that, that technology. Because I use solid state in most of my technology here. I have a SSD, I have a... Uh, NVMe drive in my computer right now for my main operating systems and game drive and stuff is my SSD. And then I have my two spinning disks as my, just my storage disks because those are the things I don't ask access as much. It's only to store data or retrieve data once in a great while, but everything's on my SSD and NVMe drive. And I don't understand why we can't, we don't have the technology to make that stuff bigger and it's still expensive as hell look at the xbox series x and s um memory cards that you can get you can get that new two terabyte one i think it is and it's like 400 something dollars for that thing it's like three to four hundred dollars i think what let me check i should have kept the window open why did i keep not keep the window open uh there we go. Um, Xbox Series X storage. I'm just going to put store storage. There we go. I'll find it. Here we go. So here we go. Uh, Seagate storage expansion card. So they got a 2 terabyte. That's 400 bucks right now for the 2 terabyte as a solid state storage expansion card for my Xbox. If I want to just get the one terabyte one, that's two nineteen. So if I'm paying already two hundred and twenty bucks plus tax on a one terabyte, why wouldn't I not just bump up to two terabytes for four hundred? So that's like two hundred bucks. Actually, it's more for the one terabyte than two terabyte. The two terabyte one's like two hundred bucks a terabyte when the one terabyte is one hundred and twenty ter- bucks for a terabyte. So you're 
actually saving a little bit more money, spending more money on a two terabyte flash drive. That's expensive as hell. But yet they get away with it and they're not in making improving that technology where you would think this stuff would be come so cheap because it's all this solid state based stuff and they don't have to build all these little moving parts in them. They just have to solder all everything, all these chips on a board and I don't get it. It makes like no sense. Not to mention that these SSDs and NVMe uh, devices use a lot less power to run them compared to when it's spinning drives. Is it just me or am I not thinking that way? Plus, you would think a solid state drives, you know, like I said before, I think I said in my one podcast, why don't we have them where they're in like these solid state things or just a piece of glass where they're trying to, or Microsoft, I think other people were trying to do it, but I heard Microsoft trying to do it where it was like a glass, piece of like glass where they imprint in the data on the glass and you can have virtually unlimited memory, unlimited storage for your whatever devices using this technology, which I kept hearing about and I was like, okay, because they're storing film data on these glass-based like cards and stuff and imprinting the data on these glass-based cards where they can keep them for all eternity, HD, full 4K, 8K, whatever, films and audio and all that, all on these like glass-based cards and stuff like that. Why don't we have that technology yet? Hmm? What's going on out there? Is it just because they don't want to put out that kind of technology? Because it then be mean that people wouldn't need to buy as much as they are now? Maybe. I don't know. I would think in a world that we're always building new computers and laptops and we're always needing more and more storage, I'm thinking even if you gave us these things, we'd still need to buy more and more and more for everything else because everything just keeps expanding. So I don't know. Am I in the wrong here? And before we leave, uh, my little story here about uh, my hard drives, I found, you know, I was going to do this last time, but I forgot, but I did this yesterday when I uh, brought my drills up to do other things. I finally drilled through, I had a whole bunch of um, old hard drives laying around with probably important data on them, and some people gave me their hard drives to drill holes in them i just forgot about them and it was in a pile and it was just sitting there i had little laptop drives i had big desktop drives and i'm like you know what i gotta start i gotta get rid of these things so i took my drill and drilled a hole through them and of course guess what they're all glass inside all those platters are glass and they all shattered and turned into little bits and stuff and i'm like oh it's true what they say that they use glass as you're spinning discs, so you're spinning glass uh, as the platters. The platters are glass, made out of glass. That's pretty cool. But I drilled three holes into each uh, different part of the drives and the spin, spinning discs parts and shattered them as best I could. And, you know, I took some parts out. I looked at them and it looked pretty darn cool. It looked like little mirrors. Looking at little mirrors and stuff, that was pretty cool. And I just chucked them into the garbage because I knew they weren't be won't be able to be used again because they were broken in the first place. But 
you know, like I said, it have had, a lot of these drugs had financial information on them and other documents and stuff, and people wanted them destroyed, and I wanted my discs destroyed because they were old, and that's a good way to, you know, a proper way to do it, so nobody tries to steal my bank information and stuff, and uh, it was pretty fun. I wanted to use Thermite, but I just didn't want to make any, but... Yeah, that's my little tech story there. <laughs> pretty lame, but pretty funny, fun as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of things about technology, and it's surprising that people just don't don't advance it. But like I said, that's what the world is about right now. <sighs> okay, this has been a long podcast as well, almost two hours long. I think it's time for me to go. So everybody, hopefully this will be uh, coming out on time on Monday. So I will be pushing this on Monday if I don't forget again for the third time. So uh, everybody, have a great week. It's supposed to be a beautiful week, at least up here in New York, especially here in Buffalo, Chittawaga region. Uh, Hope you all doing good. I can feel it's already summer coming. It feels like summer already. Usually I don't think feel that right away. Usually it takes a little while, but I can feel it. I can smell it in the air. I can feel it. I feel like I'm on vacation right now, but I'm not because I got to go to work tomorrow. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. So everybody, Mr. Mike saying have a good week, good good uh, rest of the week. Maybe the truth might be on a podcast next week. I don't know, but um, yeah. Have a great uh, great time. We'll talk more, more about other weird things, stories, news, whatever, because this is the show where I talk about anything and everything. And uh, it's time to go until I keep rambling on. So, Mr. Mike, signing out. Everybody have, like I said, be good. Let's try to get, let's try to get better, people. That's what we need to do. Get better, be better. See ya. Together now, hold together now, hold together It's a fever that I'm beating Hold together now